Chapter One of The Spring of Joy, A Little Book of Healing. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Noel Badrian. The Spring of Joy by Mary Webb. This Medicatrix Naturae. We live the life of plants, the life of animals, the life of men, and at last the life of spirits. Sir Thomas Brown On some day of late January, when the honey-coloured west is full of soft grey cloud, when one lone minstrel thrush is chanting to the dying light, what is the thrill that shakes us? It is not only that the delicate traceries of silver birches are tenderly dark on the illuminated sky, that a star springs out of it like darting quicksilver, that the music of tone and tint has echoed last April's song. It is something deeper than these. It is the sudden sense, keen and startling, of oneness with all beauty, seen and unseen. This sense is so misted over that it only comes clearly at such times. When it does come, we are in complete communion with the universal life. The winds are our playfellows, Sirius is our fellow-traveller, we are swept up into the wild heart of the wild. Then we know that we are not merely built up physically out of flower, feather and light, but are one with them in every fibre of our being. Then only do we have our full share in the passion of life that fills all nature. Then only do we possess perfect vitality. Then we are caught into the primal beauty of earth, and life flows in upon us like an eiger. Life, the unknown quantity, the guarded secret, circles from an infinite ocean through all created things and turns again to the ocean this miracle that we eternally question and desire and adore dwells in the comet in the heart of a bird and the flying dust of pollen it glows upon us from the blazing sun and from a little bush of broom unveiled and yet mysterious guarded only by its own light, more impenetrable than darkness. The power of this life, if men will open their hearts to it, will heal them, will create them anew, physically and spiritually. Here is the gospel of earth, ringing with hope, like May mornings with birdsong, fresh and healthy as fields of young grain, but those who would be healed must absorb it not only into their bodies in daily food and warmth, but into their minds, because its spiritual power is more intense. It is not reasonable to suppose that an essence so divine and mysterious as life can be confined to material things. Therefore, if our bodies need to be in touch with it, so do our minds. The joy of a spring day revives a man's spirit, reacting healthily on the bone and blood, just as the wholesome juices of plants cleanse the body, reacting on the mind. 
let us join in the abundant sacrament for our bodies the crushed gold of harvest and ripe vine clusters for our souls the purple fruit of evening with its innumerable seed of stars we need no great gifts the most ignorant of us can draw deep breaths of inspiration from the soil the way is through love of beauty and reality and through absorbed preoccupation with those signs of divinity that are like faint miraculous footprints across the world we need no passports in the freemasonry of earth as we do in the company of men the only indispensable gifts are a humble mind and a receptive heart we must go softly if we desire the butterfly's confidence we must walk humbly if we dare to ask for an interpretation of this dream of god no accident of environment or circumstance need cut us off from nature her spirit stirs the flowers in a town window box looks up from the eyes of a dog sounds in the chirp of grimy city sparrows from an observation hive in a london flat the bee passes out with the same dumb and unfathomable instinct that drove her from her home on hybler of old we may pry into her daily life but her inmost secrets are as inviolable and as fascinating to us as they were to virgil watching from the beech tree shade it does not matter how shut in we are opportunity for wide experience is of small account in this as in other things it is depth that brings understanding and life dawn seen through a sick woman's window however narrow pulses with the same fresh wonder as it does over the whole width of the sea a branch of flushed wild apple brings the same joy as the mauve trumpet flower of the tropics one violet is as sweet as an acre of them and it often happens as if by a kindly law of compensation that those who only have one violet find the way through its narrow purple gate into the land of god while many who walk over dewy carpets of them do not so much as know that there is a land or a way the primal instincts can seldom be so dead that no pleasure or kinship wakens at the thronging of these vivid colours and mysterious sounds here is a kingdom of wonder and of secrecy into which we can step at will where dwell nations whose very language is for ever unknown to us whose laws are not our laws yet with whom we have a bond for we are another expression of the life that created them here we find beauty that takes away the breath romance that tingles to the fingertips we think that there is some deep meaning in it all if we could only find it sometimes we catch an echo of it in a plover's cry in the silence before a storm so we listen hearing a faint call from afar it is this sense of mystery unfading because the veil is never lifted that gives glory to the countryside tenderness to atmosphere it is this that sends one man to the wilds another to dig a garden that sings in a musician's brain 
that inspires the pagan to build an altar and the child to make a cowslip ball for in each of us is implanted the triune capacity for loving his fellow and nature and the creator of them these loves may be latent but they are there and unless they are all developed we cannot reach perfect manhood or womanhood for the complete character is that which is in communion with most sides of life which sees hears and feels most which has for its fellows the sympathy of understanding for nature the love that is without entire comprehension and for the mystery beyond them the inexhaustible desire which surely prophesies fulfilment somewhere earth is not only the mother of the young the strong the magnificent whose tired muscles and long-limbed grace are the embodiment of her physical life in whose eager glance burns the vitality of her spirit she is also the pitiful mother of those who have lost all she will sing lullabies to them instead of battle songs she will pour her life into them through long blue days and silver nights she will give back the mirth and beauty that have slipped through their fingers when participation in man's keen life is denied it is not strange if laughter dies in the sirocco of pain it is not surprising if joy and faith are carried away so many sit by the wayside begging unconscious that the great giver is continually passing down the highways and hedges of nature where each weed is wonderful so many are blind and hopeless yet they have only to desire vision and they will see that through his coming the thickets are quickened into leaf and touched with glory out in this world the spirit that was so desolate lost in the strange atmosphere of physical inferiority may once more feel the zest that he thought was gone for ever and this zest is health sweeping into the mind and into those recesses of being beyond the conscious self it overflows into the body very often this great rush of joy this drinking of the freshets of the divine brings back perfect health even in diseases that are at present called incurable and that are purely physical no one will deny the immense alleviation resulting from this new life it is possible that as the spiritual ties between man and nature grow stronger all disease may vanish before the vitality that will stream into us so swiftly so easily because it will not be confined to one channel a man who holds direct intercourse with the cosmic life through his heart and mind knows a glad comradeship with cloud and tree there dwells within him a consciousness surrounding splendour of swift currents marvels underfoot and overhead he has a purpose in waking each morning a reason for existing he clings to the beauty of earth as to a garment and he feels that the wearer of the garment is god beauty and joy and laughter are necessities of our being and nature brims with them there are some things that always bring joy a ripple of song in winter the blue flash of a kingfisher downstream 
a subtle scent that startles and waylays the coming of spring brings it the first crocus pricking up dawn a moment earlier day by day the mist of green on honeysuckle hedges in february the early arabis spicy warm with the bees hum about it the flawless days of may bring it when big white clouds sail leisurely over the sky when the burning bush is in the height of its beauty and white lilac is out and purple lilac is breaking from the bud and chestnut spires are lengthening and the hawthorn will not be long out in the fresh green world where thrushes sing so madly the sweets of the morning are waiting to be gathered more than enough for all low at our feet higher than we can reach wide enough even for the travelling soul joy rushes in with the rain-washed air when you fling the window wide to the dawn and lean out into the clear purity before the light listening to the early chuck chuck of the blackbird watching the pulse of colour beat higher in the east joy is your talisman when you slip out from the sleeping house down wet and gleaming paths into the fields where dense canopies of cobwebs are lightly swung from blade to blade of grass then the air is full of wings birds fly in and out of the trees scattering showers of raindrops as they dash from a leafy chestnut or disappear among the inner fastnesses of a fir pinions of dark and pinions of day share the sky and over all are the brooding wings of unknown presences the east burns the hearts of the birds flame into music the wild singing rises in swelling rhythm until as the first long line of light creeps across the meadows the surging chorus seems to shake the treetops laughter need not be lost on those that are cut off from their fellows the little creatures of earth are the court jesters of all that dwell in the hall of sorrow and although more insight and love are needed to enjoy their subtle humour than to enjoy our own we have an ample reward of unfailing and spontaneous laughter as vicarious grief is the keenest of all so is vicarious laughter anyone who has watched the farcical solemnities of a rookery the carefully thought-out inanities of wagtails the drunken decorum of bees in full honey-flow will not mind being cut off from human gatherings where the laughter is sometimes a little mirthless anyone who has pondered on the ways of the meadow ant that influential dairy farmer with her prosperous herds of aphids cared for with the same transparently self-interested devotion as the cottager's pig and on the mind of the aphis which allows itself to be milked and driven with such cow-like placidity and on the hill ants who surreptitiously milk each other's cows need never be dull there are many to whom all beauty seems denied they hunger for it dumbly unconsciously is their life to be a stricken tree colourless and silent surely not it may be all illuminated like a sombre pine at the advent of wood pigeons when there are low contented croonings instead of silence soft iridescent breasts against the harsh spines widespread opal wings irradiating the tree 
the flawless forms and colours of nature are an especial consolation to those who are oppressed by that dark tragedy deformity of body or unloveliness of face how deep is the desolation when a sad soul looks out anxiously through eyes that cannot reflect its beauty watching for an answering smile and meeting only a look of swiftly concealed repulsion startled and ill at ease in the ruinous mortal dwelling reminded of it continually this soul leads a life of torture i saw one of these look from her windows and weep bitterly finding no comfort then a voice came in the long sigh of the dawn breeze i know inhabitant of eternity how straight and comfortless your home is go out into my garden and forget the skies are clear see where i lead out my sidereal flocks the tall young larches are dreaming of green there is moonlight in the primrose woods there is a fit dwelling for you go and be at peace she rose and went and her laugh came back upon the wind the leaves do not hesitate to finger and kiss any face however marred that looks up into their dwelling no distortion of body frightens the birds if the heart within loves them one flower of germander speedwell may be the magic robe that clothes us with the beauty of earth as the maiden found her bridal garment in the fairy nut so we may find in the folded speedwell bud glimmering raiment to cover our homespun it has the same strength of structure wonder of tint and mystery of shadow as all natural things awakened by its minute perfection the mind travels softly away through checkered woods over the swinging sea to mountains gleaming like a medieval paradise forests of sumac lakes of pink and blue lilies returning as from a trance weary with splendour it realises that nature's beauty can never be perfectly grasped yet since in essence it is the same wherever a blade of grass appears or a bird's shadow passes over since the fact of seeing it in whatever degree is the precious thing let us go out along the lovely ways that lead from our doors into the heart of enchantment ceasing for a time to question and strive let us dare to be merely receptive stepping lightly over the dewy meadows brushing no blue dust from the butterfly's wing then if life is suddenly simplified by the removal of all that we hold most dear we shall know the way to other things not less precious we shall know of long green vistas carpeted with speedwell ascending to a place of comfort and the blue butterfly will lead us into peace these three joy laughter and beauty are the broadest riverways down which may flow the essential life which itself is health and youth beyond thought beyond time a sea that fills eternity yet nearer than the air we breathe imminent in the humblest creature making material things transparent as a beech leaf in the sun and because those who most need its influx have only the least of earth's graces to watch 
this book is concerned with muted skies minute miracles songs of the night and the proud humility of the germ that holds in its littleness the lord of immortality end of chapter one